Lord, you are my portion and my cup of blessing. You hold my future. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who counsels me even at night when my thoughts is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Psalm 16, verses 5 to 8. Good morning, IBCM. It's good to be together with you again this new day, Friday, uh, the end of the week. Um, have you had a great week this week? Have you uh, enjoyed the uh, presence and the power and the provision uh, uh, of God this week? Uh, what an amazing truth and reality it is that we have an intimate love relationship with the God who created all things. That's amazing. And I love what the psalmist says here in Psalm 16. The Lord is our portion. So if the Lord is our portion, what else do we need? We have everything in him. He is our cup of blessing, the psalmist wrote. And in our future is held in his hand. What a comforting thought uh, as we begin this day. Also, what a comforting thought in the realities of the uncertainties that we have in this life and on this earth. There are so many things that are uncertain. And so what a, what a blessed truth it is to know that we have certainty in Christ. Well, today we're going to continue uh, thinking through, meditating upon Colossians 3, those six verses in that chapter, verses 12 to 17, which uh, teach us, inform us about what the Christian life really is. Remember I asked that question on Wednesday morning. Uh, if someone were to ask you, what is the Christian life, what would your answer be? Uh, the Christian life is much more than being a member of a church. It's more, it's more than attending a worship service on Sunday. It's more than participating in a, in a Bible study group. It, it's so much more, I think, than we often realize and we soon forget that the Christian life is all-encompassing. So we've seen so far in the first part of verse 12, the Christian life begins with a new identity. So we talked about our identity in Christ as God's chosen ones, God's holy ones, and God's dearly loved people. And then yesterday we uh, remembered and thought through, prayed through um, our character because of our identity in Christ and because of his generosity to share his divine nature with us, then we have character. We have Christ-like character. Today we're going to look at verses 14, uh, verses 14 through 16 and see our attitude, our Christ-like attitude. So we've seen our identity, we've seen our character, which forms our attitude. We'll talk about that this morning. But first of all, let's, let's pause and pray. It's always a good thing to do is to pause and pray before we read and uh, study God's Word. So let's do that today. Lord, we thank you for this day, and we want to just pause and give you praise and thanksgiving for who you are and who we are as your loved 
dearly loved children. We thank you for uh, all the ways that you provided for us yesterday, for your presence with us throughout the day. Uh, when we faced obstacles, you were there to empower and strengthen us to push through. When we, when we failed or faltered, you were there to pick us up again and to love us, to uh, uh, dust the, the, the dust off of our clothing and set us back on our feet with uh, your grace and mercy and loving kindness. And um, every breath yesterday, every beat of the heart, everything was a gift from you. And here we are with a new gift, a new day to live for you, to experience you, to make you known in our city. So Lord, we, uh, out of this uh, heart of gratitude, we say to you, here we are. Teach us, inform us, instruct us, correct us, challenge us uh, with your word this morning. We are desperate for you. We confess that we cannot live without you. We need you today. So train us by your word this morning and, and fill us and empower us with your spirit. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. All right, let's read Colossians 3. Uh, we're going to read, uh, start again at verse 12, and we're going to read through verse 16 today. Here we go. Therefore, as God's chosen ones, holy and dearly loved, that's our identity, put on, here's our character, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive him. Verse 14, and our attitude. Above all, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts, and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So our, at our identity shapes and forms our character, and our character produces our attitude. And here it is. First of all, we put on love. Again, that is a, an intentional, intense, energetic decision to wear, to put on, to make as our garment in public view the love of Christ. And it is a love which forms unity. So the first part of our attitude is critical, and it's the attitude of love. Think about how God loves us. Paul wrote in Romans 5, 8, that God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is an unbelievable, right? Remarkable love that God has for us. So just as our character is a reflection of Christ's character, the first component of our attitude is a Christ-like love. That is self-giving sacrificial and completely generous that is that is the 
I think, I think the most crucial aspect of our attitude, our attitude toward God, our attitude toward others. So think uh, this morning how that attitude of love can be practically exercised today in your relationships, in your business, in all of your activity, in everything that you do today, that we do today, let's think about how our attitude can be formed by love. And think about the unifying nature of, of this Christ-like love, both inside the body of Christ, inside your household, in your, in your workplace. What a dynamic, transformative attitude. God can use that attitude to change people. The second aspect or component of our attitude is peace. Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians that Christ is our peace. He has broken down the barrier walls, first of all, between ourselves and God, and then between ourselves and other people. Remember in Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve sinned against God, remember that they blamed each other for their failure? Sin not only separates us from God, but it separates us from people. So newly formed by our attitude, by our, sorry, by our identity and character we have in Christ, we have this capacity now to experience the peace of Christ. And Paul says that it can rule our hearts. So think about all the situations, circumstances, conditions in our lives that can cause fear and discouragement and doubt, anxiety, even a competitive nature, competitive against other people or, or even against God. But now think about how this peace of Christ can rule in our hearts, produce faith, not fear, produce a sense of calm, not a sense of anxiety. This peace that Paul's talking about is not an absence of strife or contention, but it is a sense of peace and wellness that everything is going to be okay, even in a storm, even in difficult circumstances. So we have an attitude of love that is sacrificial and self-giving. We have the attitude of peace that rules in our hearts so that we know that in all circumstances, things are going to be well with us. Even if we, even if we endure pain or sickness or suffering, there's this sense of wellness that we are right with God, that he's going to use whatever infliction we are facing to produce a more steeled and strong faith and develop an outstanding, magnificent witness to those who are watching us. So we have the attitude of love, we have the attitude of peace, and then we have the attitude of gratitude. He says, be thankful. I think, I think when we lose the sense of gratitude, I think that's where unbelief begins to creep in. We, we lose this sense of gratitude of what God has already done, and so then we begin doubting that God will do other great things, will provide for us, do great things for us. So, so the attitude of gratitude, being thankful. Paul wrote in, in a passage, another passage, that he... He had come to the point that he was content, whether poor or rich, hungry or filled. He had learned the lesson of contentment in Christ. And that, 
The secret to contentment is this attitude of gratitude. So let's think for a moment. Let's just think for a moment. You can speak it out loud to yourself right now. Let's think about uh, and give thanks to God for all his many blessings in our lives. For example, every day I sense is a gift from God. Two years ago, almost two years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. Sometimes cancer is a deadly disease. And actually, it was stage three, but God healed me. I have such a sense of gratitude to him that every day is like a gift. It's, a, it's an extension of my life. And when I think about uh, the gift of eternal life that he's given me, I, I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear anything because I, I have received a promise of eternal life. All who believe in Jesus, though they die, will never die because we just move to a new life, a new location. Death of a believer is a relocation from this earth to heaven. Think about all the things that God has done. The attitude of gratitude is so crucial to our relationship with God and also our relationship with other people. Have you noticed that when we have this sense of uh, this feeling of ungratitude, that we're not thankful, how it, it bleeds over in our relationships with other people, we become bitter and harsh and unkind. So this is important. This is our attitude. Love, peace, gratitude, and then verse 16, the attitude of worship. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Gratitude leads to worship, the attitude of worship, so that my life becomes a song. My life becomes a, an exaltation, a, a, a praise, a, a hymn. My life becomes a hymn and a psalm of praise to God. And notice that Paul brings in the fact of the, the, the point of, of uh, community here again. He did so with love. It's the perfect bond of unity. And in verse 16, he talks about admonishing one another. So worship is a way that we admonish and inspire and provoke each other to faith. That's why the writer of Hebrews wrote in Hebrews 10.35 that we are not to neglect the assembling together of ourselves for worship, but we are to provoke each other to uh, a life of faith and obedience. So there's our attitude. So let's do an attitude check. Do you have the attitude? Do we have the attitude of love today, self-giving, sacrificial love? Do we have the attitude of peace in which we are well assured and certain that no matter what, since Christ abides in us, his peace rules in our hearts, and there is no anxiety, no fear. There is, there is certainty in Christ. Peace. Do we have the attitude of gratitude? Not discontentment, but gratitude for what God has given us and this full assurance that he will continue to provide for us. And do we see our lives as a life of living worship? The attitude of worship in which our life is a hymn, a song, a praise, uh, admonishing others to join with us in the worship of God. This is our attitude. So let's pray today, asking the Holy Spirit to fill us and give us these four aspects of a Christ-like attitude, love, peace, gratitude, 
and worship. Think about how our day will be fruitful and effective and joyful as we have this Christ-like attitude demonstrated in our lives today. Let's pray together. Lord God, thank you for waking us up this morning to life in you. We are so thankful for our life as individuals and also as the body of Christ, a shared life in, in you, in Christ Jesus. Thank you. And thank you for reminding us this morning of these valuable truths from your word. Our identity shapes our character, which fuels the kind of Christ-like attitude, which will demonstrate your grace and mercy, which will empower us to live in faithful obedience, and which will bring the fruit of joy in our lives. This great attitude. Lord, fill us up with your love. Give us compassion. Lord, we pray that your peace will rule in our hearts today, no matter what, in every circumstance, in every trial, obstacle, challenge, discouragement. Let your peace rule in our hearts so that we are kind toward you and toward others. Lord, fill our hearts with gratitude. Remind us of all that you have provided, all that you have done, especially the gift of eternal life. And just fill our hearts with gratitude today so that we have the attitude of worship, singing praise to you, our life a, a hymn and a praise to you that will admonish and encourage others to follow Jesus and live for his glory. Now, Lord, we want to pray for our church planters today. We pray, God, that you will give them the proper Christ-like attitude to be fruitful in ministry today. We want to pray for our church, members of our church family who are sick and need healing today. Pearly and Becky and uh, Hope and Brent. And Lord, the list is long. I don't have it in front of me today, but, but people who are with me in prayer, they, they are naming people right now also that they know who need physical healing. Lord, we're praying that you will give them peace today, the peace of Christ. May it rule in their hearts today and fill them with gratitude, the right kind of attitude, Lord, to to face their illnesses with peace and assurance and to have hope in your healing power. Lord, we just love you and we praise you today that you're also bringing peace and comfort to the Felisario family, to the Parcon family, to uh, Isaiah and his family, um, to uh, Bardon, one of our uh, security guards. Um, his mother-in-law passed away recently. Um, to Teddy Lim and his family, Teddy's brother passed away recently, to um, the Ballesteros family in uh, Pangastinan, uh, Pastor June, one of our dear friends, passed away uh, just a few days ago. We, we praise you that your peace is ruling in their hearts today because you promise that you draw near to the brokenhearted. God, you're so good. We love you and we praise you. We thank you for life. And we thank you that we, that we can live life in your presence and by your power, your grace and mercy so richly poured out on us day by day. Thank you. We praise you. All this we voice to you and complete assurance that you hear us, you know us, and you are a loving Father who provides everything we need. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much for joining uh, with me this morning for our uh, morning devotional time. As I say, just about every day, this is a great time. I so much enjoy being with you online for Bible study and prayer on Monday through Friday. I'm looking even more with joy and excitement about Sunday morning when Cindy and I can worship in person with you right there in our worship sanctuary on our church campus on the corner of Tordesilius and Della Costa. What a joyful time that will be Sunday morning. I'm encouraging uh, as many as can to uh, take whatever steps we need to, to join together. Let's join together in person on Sunday morning to worship Him and celebrate together. Well, in the meantime, have a great day today. Uh, let's be reminded all throughout the day to have the kind of attitude that pleases God and reflects Christ Jesus. Love, peace, gratitude, and worship. Let's do that today. Have a great day, and I'll see you Sunday morning in worship. God bless.